Oh, hello. You're uh, you're probably here about the uh, the story. Elves love to tell stories. I bet you didn't know that about elves. There's a, probably a lot of things you, you didn't know about elves. There are only three jobs available to an elf. The first is making shoes at night while you know while the old the old cobbler sleeps. Lazy bum couldn't even make a clock. You can bake cookies in a tree. As you can imagine, it's uh, dangerous having an oven in an oak tree during the dry season. I want to make shoes. But the third job, some call it the the, the show or, or the, the big dance. It's the profession that every elf aspires to, and that is to build toys in Santa's workshop. Only two weeks left till Christmas. It, it's a job only an elf can do. Our, our nimble fingers, natural cheer, and active minds are perfect for toy building. They, they tried using gnomes and trolls, but the gnomes drank too much. And the trolls weren't toilet trained. No human being has ever set, set foot in Santa's workshop. Uh, that is until about 30 years ago, and as you may have guessed, that's where our story begins. All right. Have you seen the movie Elf? Who has not seen it? Come on. Everybody's seen that movie, haven't they? This movie Elf, now it's very interesting. Uh, One of my favorite things that I always do when we do Metro at the movies, I like to go and look and see how much all these movies cost, how much they grossed at the box office. This movie cost $33 million to make and grossed over $220 million at the box office. So by any standard of anybody's uh, measurement, that's a smash hit, right? And this has become one of the absolute favorite movies at Christmas time. It's on almost everybody's list of the favorite Christmas movies ever, I think. Uh, Will Ferrell's character is absolutely hilarious in this movie. If you've never seen this movie, you have got to check it out. It is funny. One of the funniest movies I think I've seen that has anything to do with Christmas. But, but listen, the, the story itself revolves around uh, Will Ferrell's character named Buddy. Now, Buddy is a human who was raised by elves. He was an orphan, and somehow he made his way into Santa's little bag of tricks, his bag of, of gifts, and, and, and somehow was smuggled back to the North Pole, and before they knew it, they had a human at the North Pole. They had to figure out what to do with him, and so Buddy was raised by elves. Now, it doesn't take you very long to figure out that, a, that when a human is raised by elves, they turn into a different kind of human. Okay, That's Will, Will Ferrell's character. Uh, he never really grows up. The guy's 30 years old, and he's still like a little kid, and this is kind of how it is when you're raised by elves. Now, this childlikeness that this character has is really the spiritual principle that we're driving after today. I think what we're going to find, that if you're a Christian, and by the way, if you're not a Christian, we're so glad you're here, right? Our hope is that today that you take one step closer to Jesus as a result of what you're going to hear today. But if you're a Christian, I think what you're going to find is is that Buddy's character in this movie, there's a lot of similarities between his character and what Jesus asks us to be. This kind of childlike faith that he asks of us. So to set up where we're headed today, watch this next clip and we'll, we'll, we'll get after it. We've had another very successful year. So, after all that hard work, it's time to start preparations for next Christmas. What in the name of Sam Hill is that? Buddy Diapers. His name is Buddy. He must have snuck into your sack at the orphanage. What do we do? So, Santa had a decision to make. Fortunately, when it comes to babies, Santa's a, a pushover. So, Buddy stayed with a, an older elf who had always wanted a child, but had been so committed to building toys, he, he well, had forgotten to, to settle down. Santa! Yes, yes, I, I raised Buddy. I was his adopted father. Though a buddy grew twice as fast, he, he wasn't any different from the other children. 
<laughs> Too fast, Bucky. I mean, not, not really. Now, before we learn how to build the latest in extreme graphic chipset processors, let's recite the code of the elves, shall we? Number one. Treat every day like Christmas. Number two. There's room for everyone on the nice list. Number three. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So here we're introduced to the code of the elves, right? Now, if you're raised at the North Pole and if you're an elf, you have to live by a certain code, right? Uh, the, the mission of an elf at the North Pole is to spread Christmas cheer. Now, in order to be able to effectively do this, it takes a certain kind of person, right? This is why they have a code, the code of the elves. And so that's what we get introduced to, to in this clip. So the, the code of the elves involves three things, okay? In order to be an effective elf at the North Pole... Number one, you have to treat every day like Christmas. Number two, there's room for everyone on the nice list. And number three, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So you ready? We'll do that later, okay? But look, can you imagine if you treated every day like Christmas? Could you imagine what that would be like? I mean, aside from being broke all the time, it'd be pretty, pretty cool, don't you think? Like, every day is like Christmas. Now, one, one of my favorite things about Christmas is that almost everybody at Christmas time acts like a little kid, don't they? In, in the best sense of what this means. It really is true. Like, everybody's kind of childlike on Christmas, right? Everyone's excited and happy and grateful on Christmas. There's very little complaining or selfishness that goes on. Instead, Christmas is filled with laughter and singing and generosity I mean, Christmas just has a way of bringing out the best in us, right? Bringing out the best and most childlike attitudes of people. In fact, we've come up with a, with a phrase to describe this attitude at Christmas time. We call it Christmas spirit, right? Or Christmas cheer. Both of which are buzz phrases in this movie, right? The, the, the idea of an elf is to spread Christmas cheer or to bring Christmas spirit, to treat every day like Christmas. And so what I did... As I sat down and I thought to myself, okay, how would you define Christmas spirit? This is the way my brain thinks, right? How would you define Christmas spirit? If you had to try to describe it, what really is it after all? And here's what I came up with, and you test this for a minute and you see if this is what you think captures the essence of Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit is a magical condition of the heart that fills you with childlike awe and wonder and produces humble love and joy and generosity inside of you as you realize you're part of something much bigger and greater than yourself. Now, you thought Christmas was simple. That's a pretty complicated definition, isn't it? So we're going to read it again. So we can really try to grab this for a minute. Okay, Christmas spirit. It's a magical condition of the heart that fills you with childlike awe and wonder and produces humble love, joy, and generosity inside of you as you realize you're part of something much bigger and greater than yourself. Now, in the movie, Christmas spirit is so powerful, it's even the power that, that makes Santa's sleigh fly in the movie, right? So the very first item in the Code of the Elves, if you're going to be a good Christmas elf, you've got to treat every day like it's Christmas. Now, that sounds like a pretty amazing life to me. Where do I sign up to be a Christmas elf? I'm tall enough, don't you think? I should sign up. Uh, the, the second item in the code, right, because they wouldn't even notice the difference with me probably. Uh, be the one place I'd actually be tall. The, the second item in the code of the elves is that there's room for everybody on the nice list. Now, this is another thing that makes me glad. You know, when it comes Christmas time, this is not one of my favorite things about Christmas. At Christmas time, less than any other time of the year, right, you hear people say things like, that's mine, or give that back, or some other kind of selfish phrase, Right? Those phrases are just less common at Christmas because everybody realizes there's plenty of goodness to go around at Christmas time, right? You don't have to be threatened by somebody else's blessings at Christmas. Instead, you can be happy that other people are happy. It's the one time of the year that's more like that than any other. Like there's no jealousy or envy at Christmas time, or at least less of it than there is most other time. You don't have to try to protect your place on the nice list. As if somehow there's a limited number of spaces available. Right? There's room for everybody. Christmas is not a competition. 
There's room for everybody with plenty to spare. And so you got to treat every day like Christmas. you got to understand there's room for everybody on the nice list. Come on in, everybody. You're happy for everybody's happiness, right? And this leads to the third item in the code. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Now, an elf's job is to spread Christmas spirit to everyone. Right? This is not something you keep to yourself. It's meant to be shared. And so elves are not quiet about the wonder of Christmas. They're loud about it. They sing about it. They dance about it. They scream about it. They, they twirl around. Elves are loud with their Christmas spirit. Now, to be a good Christmas elf, so you should get the picture of this, right? Every day is like Christmas. There's room for everybody on the nice list. Sing loud for all to hear. I mean, to be a good Christmas elf, you got to act like a little kid on Christmas morning all the time. 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you're like a little kid on Christmas morning. That sounds like a pretty cool life. So, so here's my question for you. Would you make a good Christmas elf? Right? What do you think? Would you make a good Christmas elf? In other words, are you able to live your everyday life? Now think about this. Are you able to live your everyday life filled with a childlike awe and wonder that produces inside of you a humble love and a joy and a generosity Because you realize that you're part of something much bigger and greater than yourself. Would you make a good Christmas elf? Now, if the answer is no, I'm sorry to break it to you. You probably aren't a good candidate to replace Buddy the Elf at the North Pole. But, what you might not realize, if you can't answer yes to that question, this idea of an awe and a wonder that characterizes your life, a childlike awe and wonder, that that produces inside of you a humility and a love and a joy and a generosity inside of you because you realize you're part of something much bigger and greater than yourself. If you can't answer yes to that, you're not a good candidate to be a Christmas elf, and, and, and you're also probably not a good candidate for greatness in the kingdom of God. Because here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18. Jesus called a little child to him and placed the child among them And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So in order to follow Jesus, you have to humble humble yourself and become like a little child in the best sense of what that means. The best sense of childlikeness, right? This humility, this awe, this wonder, this this joy that characterizes childlikeness. You have to become that way, Jesus says. You have to become like a little child to follow Jesus. In other words, true Christmas spirit is required to enter the kingdom of God. And these are the words of Jesus to us. Somehow we've got to capture this. Now, somehow in 21st century America, we've gotten to the point where we've, it seems like we've forgotten, right, that the story of Jesus and the hope that he brings is the true origin of all Christmas spirit. Somehow we've forgotten this, right? Without Jesus, there would be no Christmas, right? Without Jesus, there would be no St. Nicholas. A lot of people don't realize this. St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, was a real person who loved Jesus, And the generosity that characterized him is what we celebrate today in his memory when we we talk about Santa Claus. That's the origin of it. Jesus is the origin of these things. Everything that is good about Christmas, everything about it that's good, finds its origin in the birth of Jesus and the hope that he brings. So I don't think it's an overstatement to say that only a true Christian is capable of true Christmas spirit. Only a true Christian. Every form of Christmas spirit that does not revolve around Jesus, I mean, no matter what it is, every form of Christmas spirit that doesn't revolve around Jesus is just a shadow and an echo of the real thing. It's just a cheap substitute. Santa Claus, a cheap substitute for Jesus. Frosty the snowman, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, cheap substitutes for Jesus. Elf on the shelf, 
really cheap substitute for Jesus. Right? Jesus is the real thing. Right? And this is true of Christmas. Now look, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, you, you might push back on this for a minute, but I challenge you, we all know there is something special about Christmas. Christian or not, there's something special about this time of the year. And all of it has its origin in the person of Jesus Christ and the hope that he brings. None of it exists without him. True Christians, those who see the message of Jesus for what it really is, a true Christian reacts to Jesus the way a little kid reacts on Christmas morning. When when, when we think Jesus, it lights us up inside. Just like a little kid on Christmas morning. True Christians are filled with awe and wonder at the presence and love of Jesus. Right, a true Christian, this awe and this wonder that we have for him, it produces inside of us a humility, a humble love and a joy inside of us and a generosity that moves us because we realize as Christians we are part of something that is much bigger and greater than ourselves. And this is the true Christmas spirit, right? We are part of the kingdom of God. And the result is that if we're, for, for a real Christian, a true Christian, that sees Jesus for who he is. More and more and more, as an everyday part of our lives, we treat every day like Christmas. Now look, we're not there yet. My my wife was careful to remind me as I was preparing this message, where I talk about this child likeness and this, this humility and this joy that should characterize a true Christian. We're not there yet. We haven't reached the end of it yet. But if you're a true Christian, you, you see a progress in your life, don't you? Where every day is more and more and more characterized like this. You are increasingly freed from jealousy and envy because you realize everything's a gift. Right? Everything is better than you deserve. And you're excited and you're moved by the grace of God so much, you want everybody in the entire world to share it with you. Right, you want, to, you want to make it the mission of your life to spread, to share the true Christmas spirit, childlike faith in Jesus. You want to make it the mission of your life to spread and share that with everybody you know. And this is the true Christmas spirit. Now, it's this aspect of spreading the Christmas spirit that really the whole rest of the movie of Elf is built around. Right? Buddy has a mission. And we're going to find out where it comes from. But Buddy's mission is to spread, to share the Christmas spirit. Now, I think there's a lot for us to learn from Buddy the Elf. Christmas at the movies, look, you know when we do these series, it's shocking sometimes how these movies illustrate and bring to home deep, profound spiritual truths that we can learn from. I think there's a lot of them in this movie. There's a lot we can learn from Buddy the Elf about how to spread the love and grace of God in a way that's irresistible. So check out this next clip and we'll, we'll see it. Buddy, I, I think there's something I, I probably should tell you. You should, probably should have found out a, a, long, a long time ago. I then proceeded to tell Buddy of how his father had fallen in love when he was very young with a beautiful girl named Susan Wells and how Buddy was born and put up for adoption by his mother and how she had later passed away. I I told him his father had never even known that Buddy was born. And most importantly, I told him where his father was, in in a magical land called New York City. My dad works there? Empire State Building. So, I hear you're going on a little journey to the big city. Yep. Kind of nervous. Leon says New York is pretty different. Oh, don't pay attention to Leon. He's never been anywhere. He doesn't have any feet. I've been in New York thousands of times. Really? What's it like? Well, there are some things you should know. First off, you see gum on the street, leave it there. It's not free candy. Second, there are like 30 raised pizzas. They all claim to be the original, but the real one's on 11. And if you see a sign that says peep show, that doesn't mean that they're letting you look at presents before Christmas. Can't wait to see my dad. We're, we're going to go ice skating and, and eat sugar plums. Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. You know, buddy, your father, 
Well, he's on the naughty list. No! Some people, they just lose sight of what's important in life. That doesn't mean they can't find their way again, huh? Maybe all they need is just a little Christmas spirit. Yeah! Well, I'm good at that. I know you are. I'll, I'll always, uh, I'll always be here for you. Now, uh, go. Now, get. Bye, guys. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, buddy. <laughs> so, at the age of 30 years old, believe it or not, he's 30 years old in the movie, uh, he finds out that his real father lives in New York City, and worst of all, that his father's on the naughty list. Now, it wrecks Buddy when he hears this. When Buddy finds out his dad's on the naughty list... He is absolutely wrecked by it, right? And so he determines. He, he sets out on a mission. Buddy is determined to go find his father and help his father get off the naughty list and back on the license, right? To help his father find the spirit of Christmas. Now, Buddy's reaction to hearing that his dad is on the naughty list is hilarious at first, right? He's just like, no, right? And, and you laugh at it. But if you take a step back from it for a minute, it's kind of challenging and convicting at the same time. Because think about it for a minute. If you're a Christian in the room, there are probably dozens, if not hundreds of people that you know in your personal life whose names are not written in what the Bible calls the book of life. How does that affect you? Right? Here's what the Bible says about this thing called the book of life. This is found in Revelation chapter 20. Jesus uh, is giving a revelation to the Apostle John, and the Apostle John says, I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now that's terrifying. I mean, I read things like this. If that's true, and it either is or it isn't, right? It's one or the other. It's either true or it's not. And I understand there are some of you in the room that you probably don't believe this is true. But there are dozens of us. We put our faith in Jesus. This is God's word to us. We believe this is true. That anyone whose name is not found written in the book of life is going to be thrown into this place called the lake of fire. Now, I don't know what a lake of fire would be like, but it does not sound like Christmas. Can't we agree? I don't want to go there. I have no interest in going there. And I don't want anybody to go there. Especially people that I know and love. Right? I've got to do something about this. Now, I realize talking about the lake of fire might not seem like a good way to to spread Christmas spirit. But hold on a minute. Because I believe that all true Christmas spirit, this is where it begins. It begins with the thought. You want to know what Christmas is all about? Christmas is all about helping people escape this. Listen, Jesus came into the world because we, you and I, all of us and everybody you know, we are lost. We are sinners. We have sinned against a holy God and we need to be saved. Jesus came into the world 
to save us, came into the world to rescue us. Jesus came so that our names, your name, my name, can be written in this thing called the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. Right? This is why Jesus came. This is what Christmas is about. Now, you want to know the source of all true Christmas spirit, what I believe is found in John, John chapter 3. Two of the most famous verses in the entire Bible, verses 16 and 17 of John 3. Here's what it says. For God so loved the world. What a great thought that is. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, the first Christmas gift, right? Was when God gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, anybody, it doesn't matter what you've done, how far from him you might be, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Now, have you ever been rescued from some kind of serious danger in your life? Have have you ever really been in some kind of serious danger and been rescued from it? It's happened a lot of times for me. (laughs) I am very accident prone. Uh, One time, I remember, I was six years old. Our next door neighbor took us fishing, myself and my four brothers. I had three stepbrothers, my real brother and myself. Our next door neighbor took us fishing. And we were fishing off this large bridge that was overlooking a river. And it was probably 20 feet up at least, this bridge. And we were casting off this bridge and and fishing. And wouldn't you know, what what was common for me is if anybody was going to fall in, it was going to be me. And sure enough, I fell off the bridge into the river and I couldn't swim. And so I'm down there flailing. I'm, I'm about to drown. I'm trying to tread water, not doing a very good job of it. And all of a sudden, my 13-year-old stepbrother just plunges into the water after me and rescues me. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That moment when he got me up out of the water, it was a celebration. People were clapping and high-fiving and cheering and smiling and laughing because they thought I was a goner, and he jumped in and saved me, my 13-year-old brother. Listen, that whole crowd was like a group of kids on Christmas morning. And this is what it's like when you are rescued from something. This is the true Christmas spirit. Listen, Jesus came to rescue us, to set us free, to keep us from our sins that would destroy us. Jesus came into the world to save us, right? And and, and the reaction to a rescue like this is the true Christmas spirit. It's the spirit of having your name in in the names of the people you love, having their names written in the Lamb's book of life. And listen, this kind of spirit, when, when you really get it, and, and you'll never get it until you realize you need to be rescued. You'll, you'll never really be able to capture the Christmas spirit until you realize you need to be rescued. You need to be saved. Jesus came into the world to save you. But once you grasp this, listen, it's contagious. It makes you like a little kid on Christmas morning when you really understand it. And this is the spirit that Buddy the Elf brought to New York City. Right? The spirit of Christmas. He's going on a rescue mission. He knows what Christmas spirit does in a person's life. He knows the joy and the love and the hope that it brings. And his dad's on the naughty list. He's going on a rescue mission to try to rescue his dad. And he brings all of his Christmas spirit with him. And it's full of laughs. You've got to watch this. This next clip's hilarious. Let's check this out. For a package of sunshine and ravioli. Macaroni. If you want the thing you love. You did it. Congratulations. World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. And every time it rains, it rains. And don't you know it's confident? Let's go, 
Excuse me. I'm here to see a Walter Hobbs. I'm Buddy the Elf. <laughs> you look hilarious. Who sent you? Papa Elf. Papa Elf? Mm -hmm. From the North Pole. From the North Pole? Yes. So you really think we should ship him? No. I think we should take a $30,000 bath so some kid can understand what happened to a puppy and a friggin' pigeon. Ship him. Yeah. Mr. Hobbs? It's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! <laughs> all right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole. That's <laughs> exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. You did? So, go on. Go on with what? Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Uh, I, uh, I'm... I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. <laughs> and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. That was weird. You know, usually guys just, uh, you know, put my name in the jingle bells or something. It's me, your son. Susan Wells had me, and, and she didn't tell you, and, 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 but now I'm here. It's me, buddy. Susan Wells. You said Susan Wells? Yes. Who sent this Christmas gram? What's a Christmas gram? I want one. I think we should call security. Good idea. I like to whisper, too. It's okay, Walter's my father. Well, your dad's busy right now. Okay, I'll come back later. Are you mad at me? No. Sure? Yes, I'm sure. Just do your job. Okay. Oh, wow. What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my... Santa here? I know him. Are you enjoying the view? You are very good at decorating that tree. Why are you messing with me? Did Krampa put you up to this? Well, I'm not messing with you. It's just nice to meet another human who shares my affinity for elf culture. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through the holidays. Get through? Christmas is the greatest day in the whole wide world! Please stop talking to me. Uh-oh. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Thanks, but I don't sing. Oh, it's easy. It's just like talking, except louder and longer, and you move your voice up and down. I can sing, but I just choose not to sing, especially in front of other people. Well, if you sing alone, you can sing in front of other people. There's no difference. Actually, there's a big difference. No, th no there isn't. Wait. I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. I'm in a store, and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? Hey, hey! Oh, oh, oh! Yeah! Yeah! It's me, buddy! It's me! Hey, buddy, how you doing? It's me! Who the heck are you? What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am! <laughs> You're Santa! What song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, 
Happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Four. You're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? No, he's kidding. You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Okay. Good. <gasps> he's a monster! He's a fake! He's a fake! Come on, that's brilliant, isn't that brilliant? That, that, that is a brilliant picture of what it looks like to live. If you were to live like a kid on Christmas morning, that's the picture of it right there, right? Now look, the, the, the calling to live this way, right? I just want you to, to, to pay attention for a minute, past all the silliness of that for a minute. There are some characteristics of this guy that we need to learn from, right? Number one, Christmas spirit views everything as a gift. Think about learning how to live that way. Viewing everything as a gift. It's amazing as he walks through the streets of New York City, how he views everybody and everything he sees as a gift to him. Isn't it amazing? From that hole-in-the-wall diner he walks into to already been chewed gum stuck to the handrail, right? Uh, to meeting all these new people who don't even seem to want him around, right? His dad and the people at the store, they don't even want him there, and yet he's just thrilled to be there with them, right? And he just lives this way. It's all a gift to Buddy, and he enjoys all of it for what it is. He appreciates the good and barely even seems to notice the bad. Wouldn't you like to learn how to live that way? To be the, the person like this. The, the only things that seem to bother him are things that keep other people from experiencing Christmas cheer, right? He's got no patience for fake Santa, right? Anything that stands in people's way. But other than that, right, for, for Buddy, everything is candy canes and mistletoes to him, right? Everything is just like a little kid on Christmas. And so have you ever met somebody like this? Maybe not quite as dramatic, but you, you ever meet a thankful person? Right? They're just thankful. Don't you like being around people like that? Just people that are filled with thankfulness. Somebody that realizes that everything in life is a gift. Everything is better than they deserve. You ask them how they're doing, they say, better than I deserve, with a smile on their face. Right? They're able to find the good in everything. A thankful person, if they're good at something, like if they have some kind of talent, they don't brag about it, they don't take credit for it, they realize if they have some type of a talent, it's just a gift, it's meant to be shared for other people's benefit, right? They're humble and thankful. They use all their talents to benefit other people. If a thankful person has any possessions, they're not selfish with them. They don't hoard them. They understand that their possessions are gifts to be shared, to try to love people and help people, to bring joy into people's lives. Thankful people are generous people. If a thankful person is suffering or going through a trial of some kind, if they have some tr- kind of trouble in their life, a thankful person understands that everything happens for a reason and that eventually something good's going to come from it. And they kind of irritate you, right? Because they walk around no matter what's going on in their life. It's like, ah, don't worry, God is good. What? You got cancer. Yeah, I know. You could die. To die is gain. You know, you, you meet people like this. They have some source of just joy and thankfulness that's beyond the circumstances of this world. True Christmas spirit is like this. They view everything as a gift. They find the silver lining in every crowd, in every cloud. No matter how bad it gets, they know it's better than they deserve. Here's a picture of it from the scriptures, from Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 calls us to be filled with the Spirit, to speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, to sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Christmas spirit, it just gives you a song in your heart, enables you to view everything as a gift and to be thankful for everything. The second thing I see that jumps out at me is Christmas spirit is bold with no inhibitions, 
right? Isn't that true of Buddy the Elf? This guy's bold. He's got no inhibitions. He's not self-conscious about anything. It's really kind of crazy. He'll say anything and do anything if he thinks it'll help people experience Christmas spirit. And he will fight against anything that stands in the way of it, right? He'll take out fake Santa if he has to. And, and, And this is how all Christians should be. This is how we should be. Right? When it comes to sharing the love and grace of Jesus with the world, we should lose our inhibitions. We should be bold. We should be willing to do anything. We've got a kind of a motto around here at Metro that we use that gets us in a little bit of trouble sometimes. We, we say around here that we will do anything short of sin to reach people for Christ. No matter how foolish or crazy it makes us look. Right? Bold, with no inhibitions. This is what we're called to, to take risks. We need to become like little kids on Christmas morning who just opened their favorite toy. This is what people need to experience from us. Overflowing with a joy that cannot be hidden. The very last verse of the book of Acts says this about the Apostle Paul, and this is how I want to live. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you want that? boldness and without hindrance to learn how to live this way like a little kid on Christmas morning and the third thing I see is I see Christmas spirit is not only it and not only sees everything as a gift it's not only bold and without hindrance but it is motivated by love Christmas spirit whether it was the people in the dusty diner advertising the best cup of coffee in the world right whether it's his dad that he's never met that seems like kind of a jerk whether it's the people and the kids at the department store, the mission of Buddy the Elf's life is to encourage and inspire and help other people. This is the Christmas spirit. The mission of Buddy's life was love. And we're called to this. If you want your life to be filled with the kind of joy of a kid on Christmas morning, if you want to learn how to capture Christmas spirit and to live in it, other than just a couple days a year, then become the kind of person who spends your life loving and serving other people. Just give yourself away. When you pursue, listen, don't miss this. When you pursue your happiness in the happiness of other people, your happiness gets multiplied. You lose nothing and gain everything. You get to share in what's going on in in, in everybody's life. When you get outside of yourself and become that kind of unselfish, giving, and loving person. And so many people around here at Metro get this. We're so thankful for how many of you just give your lives away to serve other people through the ministry of our church. It's incredible what so many do around here. Here's the rallying cry of Jesus for everyone who would follow him. John 15, he says, Love each other as I have loved you. I have told you this so my joy might be in you and that your joy might be full. And this is the true Christmas spirit. You might also say this is what it means to be filled with the Spirit of God. Those are two ways of saying the same thing. There's only one way to receive it. The way that you get Christmas spirit, this true childlike faith, here's how it comes. It comes this way, through childlike faith in Jesus. When, when you look at Jesus like a dependent, humble little child that realizes you have nothing to offer him, but he has everything to offer you, and you put your faith and your trust and your hope in him as the Savior, the Lord, the treasure of your life, it does something to you. It enables you. When you put your faith in Jesus, God gives you his spirit, and it enables you to view everything in life as a gift. It produces inside of you this humble love and and generosity and joy, right? It moves you to live a life like this. It enables you to be bold. When God says jump, you can jump without fear. When, When God asks you to do things that seem beyond your ability, it's okay because you know you have a daddy who's gonna catch you and help you. You can lose all your inhibitions, You can get in the game and and, and walk with God knowing that your Heavenly Father is there. You will be inspired to take risks to love people. Listen, childlike faith in Jesus will help you more and more in your life to live every day like a kid on Christmas morning. I know this is what all of us want. Now at first, everybody thought Buddy the Elf was crazy. It's true. They all thought he was nuts at first. And people will think you're nuts. If you start trying to live this way, everything's a gift, right? 
You're filled with this boldness, with no inhibitions. And you just, you just come out of yourself and you spend your whole life just trying to love and serve other people. People will think you're crazy at first. They'll say, that dude's nuts. But I'm telling you, over time, that kind of life is irresistible. And we see this is exactly what happens in Buddy's life. Everybody comes around. Watch this and we'll wrap it up. Hey! You found it! Buddy! I need to tell you something. I know, Buddy, there's something I have to tell you right now. Um, I didn't mean anything I said back there, not, not a word. I know you may be a little, um, um, uh, chemically imbalanced, but you've been right about a lot of things. I, I don't want you to leave. You're my son, and I, I love you. Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Santa, I'm not done with the engine yet! Can't wait! On deck! On deck! I'm not done with the engine! Buddy managed to save Christmas. And his spirit saved a lot of other people, too. Waller started his own independent publishing company, his first book was written by a brand-new, critically acclaimed children's author. The book was Elf, a, a fictional story about an adopted elf named Buddy who was raised in the North Pole, went to New York, ate spaghetti, worked in a shiny mailroom, and eventually 
that saved Christmas. First, I traveled through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, past the sea of twirly, swirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. And as for me, I can't complain. Buddy comes up to visit from time to time. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. And pretend that he's Boston Brown. Oh, thank you, Joby. That's, that's very sweet. You're welcome, Papa. We'll say no, man. But you can do the job if you die. Come here, little one. Ain't it thrilling? Puppy wants to see you. Though your nose get a little shit. Buddy, we'll frolic and play. Yes, give away. All right. Listen, this is what we're called to. We are, we, we, we've got the calling of Buddy the Elf. We are called to save Christmas and to save a whole bunch of other people in the process. And it happens one way. Childlike faith in Jesus. The true Christmas spirit that produces inside of you a childlike awe and wonder that that produces a humble love and a joy and a generosity that just overflows out of you to other people because you realize you are part of something much bigger and greater than yourself. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your one and only Son into this world to die for us. Lord, thank you for the wonder that brings. I pray for us, God. I pray that somehow, that that all of us in this room, whether we're close to you or far from you, that somehow, God, we will get a clearer picture of the love that you showed us when you sent your one and only Son into the world to save us. Greater love has no one than that, ever, God. Lord, help that love just to, to fall on us. And bring us to this place of childlike awe and wonder at it. God, that it will fill us with a humble love and a joy and a generosity that overflows to other people. Lord, bring us into your story. Let us live it out this Christmas season and in every season. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen.